Welcome to Doing Good Business, the podcast where personal and professional development meet. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach and talent acquisition consultant, and I'm joined every week by my co-host, Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, training you to bring positive business practices into any company. Doing Good Business is the podcast that teaches you that doing good business is not only possible, it's profitable. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Doing Good Business. This is a bonus episode because, as you know, you already heard some amazing content around organizational energy this month. You heard from Lisa a couple of weeks ago, but March has three Mondays, so Kelly and I wanted to chime in and give you some more of us in in your little ears for the month of March, and uh, we're going to do some behind the scenes today, Kelly. We certainly are. It is our 50th episode, 5-0. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Cannot be more excited. Half a century of episodes. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wonderful. And so we thought, right, this is a really great time to take people behind the scenes. We've been working together now for, what is this now, over a year and a half? I don't know, like year two years, half? something? It's crazy talk. Yeah, it's uh-huh. crazy. So, um, you know, I was looking back at our inaugural episode when we launched Aww. and Boy, my goodness, we were talking about Milton Friedman and his often mm-hmm. quoted but not completely quoted edict about the sole purpose of business is to produce a profit for its shareholders. And we Ooh. talked about Simon Sinek. And <laughs> I know, right? Look at how we've moved already. We're talking about <laughs> sustainability and John Elkington and one of my favorite topics, certified B Corps and the good that mm-hmm. they're doing. And that's where we started, right? And when yep. I think back of all of the topics we've covered and the guests we have, it's just you can feel the momentum, right? And that's yeah. really exciting. No, I agree. And I just think that, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but we say this so often, Kelly, and our I think our joint mission is to just really show what's possible, you know, what's possible yes. in business. You can, you can, and people are making the world a better place through business. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we've done. Yep, that's our last, mission. You know, 49 and a half episodes. <laughs> that's right. It is absolutely our mission. And I know people ask me, you know, when I'm out networking or talking with clients and they'll say, you know, um, how do you find your guests? And I think mm-hmm. this is a pretty miraculous thing in a lot of ways because sometimes we find them as you, you bumped into Lisa at, um, mm-hmm. as we in heard about in, in the other episode, the right? In the restroom. Yep. And the sometimes they, <laughs> exactly. Right. And sometimes they find us. And so what I love about our podcast is we really are talking with the people who are doing it, whether that's in the greater Philadelphia area, California, Australia, but people mm-hmm. who are really doing these things in companies that are, of very much representative of 80% of the companies in our country anyway, which is the small to mid-sized business. And so I just love that. Um, And I think it's wonderful that um, they're willing to come on and share their stories with us. How great is that? So does Itzy. That's why she just yelled at us because we are pet friendly. I thought so. You know, (laughs) some things don't ever change here on Doing Good Business. While we do want to encourage business to change if they're not doing good business, we do still sometimes have some cats and dogs in the background. And honestly, I remember one of our guests from Zoom when we were doing our episode on happiness was also super pet friendly. And that's one of the ways a lot of companies are really bringing their values and increasing engagement is by letting their employees bring pets to work. So I feel like we're just going with our, our why and having our pets hang around when we uh, do episodes sometimes. Which is wonderful. And, <laughs> and clearly she's loving what she's hearing. So that's just great. She does. She loves to do good business. 
part of go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say part of it too is you know a lot of um, some of our guests have have written books, but not all of them. And I think that that's one of the things that excites me is that we have this nice mix of you know um, sometimes we bring in an expert when you and I've talked about something and we've got to go a little deeper, like when we brought on. Jennifer Brown, you know, to talk Mm -hmm. about diversity, equity, inclusion, um, you know, but so I think that it's really exciting to me to, to just continually meet people who are thinking of, of how they can make the world a better place through business. And then to share those resources with everyone is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, and I'm actually curious, Kelly, I haven't asked you this in, in a long time, but, you know, for you personally, like, we know why we do this together. We want to show that it's possible and profitable to make the world a better place through through doing good business. But, like, why personally do you hang out with me all this time and, you know, make two episodes or three episodes a month and 49 episodes and all the blood, sweat and tears that go into the behind the scenes? Well, that's a great question, Laura. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, I, I probably did mention this to you already, but it, I do want to share this. So thank you. Because for me, it goes back to something that I read, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. And it seemed to me to make sense at a time when, when my opinions of doing business better were not being as valued or heard among the more of the traditional perspectives on business. This seemed to sum it up in a way that I could not. And because it's beautiful, what I'd like to do, and and you'll know it because I think I have mentioned it to you, but um, Robert Kennedy did a speech at the University of Kansas in 1968. Mm -hmm. And here's what he said in part. I (laughs) I won't read the whole speech. The gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. It does not include the beauty of our poetry or the strength of our marriages the intelligence of our public debate, or the integrity of our public officials. It measures neither our wit nor our courage, neither our wisdom nor our learning, neither our compassion nor our devotion to our country. It measures everything, in short, except that which makes life worthwhile. Hmm. And to me, that summarizes this significant shift that we're seeing in business. When we were in the industrial age, our gross domestic product, which the gross national product is that plus um, international income. I'm not an economist, so please don't quote me on that. But you know, <laughs> good because um, like, Kelly's saying things that I don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Kelly knows enough about just to, to share it in that context. <laughs> but um, you know, that to me is in the industrial age, we were measuring our economy because of the service, the goods produced, right? So mm-hmm. it was something very tangible. As we shifted more into the information age and where we are now, the numbers fluctuate, but over 70% of our GDP is due to a service-based economy where you're not wow. measuring the, right, the, an output of tangible goods. You're measuring the quality of the service. So behind the quality of the service is the quality of the people who make that service possible, who provide that service, who feel engaged. So things like employee engagement, super important to mm-hmm. tend to in the information age. And things like customer satisfaction surveys, super important things to tend to in the information age. And we're seeing that. So I think this is now representative of the shift that started here. He was saying this in 1968, my goodness, mm-hmm. right? 
And here we are in, in 2020, and we're realizing that in a service-based economy, it is very important to pay attention to people. And when you pay attention yeah. to people, you have to pay attention to the planet because this is where we live, right? Mm-hmm. And to point out, you need to be profitable, right? Like this is the economy. This is what allows us to do these good things. So yeah. that's where I see it. And I believe strongly as the information age has become more robust and expanded, that we're also moving into now more of what they call the networking age. So this is why I do that, because I want people to be aware of those shifts and why they're significant in, in how we do business. Long-winded answer, but... I love uh, it. And your quote made me all smushy. So I think it's fantastic. Right? Yeah, right. It's true. You know, because it's, it's hard. We don't want to lose sight of that. And it was easy to lose sight of that in the information um, in the industrial age. I mean, people mm-hmm. were working under terrible conditions and they weren't being paid living wages. You know, all of that. You, you can yeah. watch all of those dramas on the History Channel when they right. did like the, the men who built America. And then you see all of uh-huh. these things that have often been romanticized. Um, but it was because it was so important to produce goods. Well, now it's not as important to produce goods. Of course it is. Don't quote me on that again, please <laughs> keep your cards and letters. Um, but, you know, it is equally important now to tend to people and look at the quality yeah. of the services that we're doing. And, you know, with the artificial intelligence coming, there are two scenarios for that, that I, that I see people who kind of see like a doomsday scenario with millions of people unemployed and people who see artificial intelligence as an opportunity to create opportunity, right? For social and economic mobility that could transform society for the better. Guess where I stand? <laughs> I'm in I this bet second I know. group. <laughs> I bet I know. No, I bet I know. And I think, so. you know, like you had said, you know, over 70% of the economy is service-based, which was news to me, honestly, and we'll, you know, Google some sources on that. But like, it, it is true. I mean, I've said for years without having the data to quantify it, like we don't make anything in this country anymore. We don't, right. you know, in large part, like, you know, you don't You're go right. to the Ford mm-hmm. factory to put cars together. You don't go to the chair factory to put sofas together. Like this is just not, the world that we right. live in in the U.S. anymore, it is all service-based. And, you know, I mean, I think you know well enough where I come from. If you, right. you know, one of the one of the things I love to say is the, um, the Richard Branson quote, you know, if you treat your employees well, they'll treat your customers well. Absolutely true. And the step that's missing and the work that I do with leaders is you have to treat yourself well first. You have to take care of yourself in order to yeah. take care of your employees so that they will take care of your customers, um, you know, Pema Chodron, so an important. American Buddhist. Yeah, Pema Chodron, who's a, an American Buddhist nun, has said, and this quote is one that I come back to time and time again, kindness for others begins with compassion to ourselves. And, you know, mm-hmm. it translates into business because as a leader, you can't serve from an empty cup. You know, servant-based leadership is all the rage now. And a lot of people are talking about it. It's been right. a thing for a few years. Well, that's servant great. leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, servant leadership. And that's wonderful. And yes, like be there to serve your people, be there to guide them, like bring a coaching culture in. But what are you doing for yourself? And I think so often our leaders overlook that and you can't do good business. You can't work in a service-based economy. You can't have a team that's growing and a company that's growing and be concerned for the planet if you don't do something for yourself to be able to support that servant leadership method that you know you probably want to right. abide by. Well, I think it's a really cyclical thing, and we're going to touch on this in a future episode as well. Um, but when you fill Spoiler your alert. own coffers, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. When you fill your own coffers, then you're filling others. And when you fill theirs, yeah. that fills yours, right? This is this, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful cycle of goodness that that creates the upward spiral, right? right? And the upward spiral is what positively activates people to do the right thing, to do smart things, to do creative yep. things, to be curious, to treat each other more with compassion. And mm-hmm. these are where the good things come from. And, you know, for the economists in, in our audience, I will say to the service economy. Do we have includes, those? Because sorry, guys. I'm sure we do. <laughs> I'm sure we do. And so it includes the professional business services, but it also includes education, healthcare, transportation. So it's not just you know, a a narrowly defined definition of services. And when you think about it, this is really important, you know, in in terms of tending to yourself and then tending to the people who who are providing those services Mm -hmm. and receiving them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And And you're right, like I love the circular. You're exactly right, the circular reference. And, you, you know, like for the data lovers, you know, there's tons and tons and tons of data around, you know, when you're feeling low, go do something. You know, go do something mm-hmm. for someone else. Go do an act of kindness. Um, you know, the week of, you know, about a month and a half back, I think it was the week of February, like 17th or 16th, was um, uh, world, like, random act of kindness. Oh, week. Gosh, right, right, right. yes. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's one of those things that, like, people people choose to do something a little differently on those days. Or you look at all the articles that go about, you know, Somebody paid for my coffee. I was in line and, you know, the person in front of me paid for it. I was in line at the toll booth and the person in front of me paid my toll. Like these things right. happen and these things have an impact. And, you know, some days you need to give that to yourself. Some days you need to give it to somebody else. And the same is true in a company. Some days as a leader, you need to fill your own coffers. And some days you need to give to the people that are working for you mm-hmm. or to the customers that you're serving or to the peers on your team. Um, but having mm-hmm. that balance and having that reciprocity is is really critical. It, it is. And, and it's all so contagious, right? Mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. you know, I do little um, non-scientific social experiments because I do a lot of traveling <laughs> on the road these days. And so, you know, I, I, you know, amuse myself with these things. And I'm the type of person, I'm a big fan of the alternate merge in traffic. I'm like, if we could all yep. just alternate merge, yeah, there actually wouldn't be other. a traffic jam. Right. Mm-hmm. And it would just be a slowdown. So I'm forever letting people in and taking those opportunities to do that. And I started to notice that about 50 percent of the people who I let in will like wave in some way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or acknowledge that. And of that, almost non-scientific, almost 100 percent of those people will let someone in immediately in front of them. Oh, and I'm thinking, yeah, because it's because someone just let them in. And yep. then I was coming yep. home one night oh, a while ago and I let somebody in. And I swear to you, this was like the rest of my night. I just I was on such an emotional high. He rolled mm. down his window, stuck his arm out and did a full blown wave to me. And I was That's like, amazing. wow. And, you know, I and like you I just only like, see people doing it when they're only waving with one finger. <laughs> yes. And he wasn't. And I was just like, wow, this is great. And then I thought, wow, do you think like maybe he's on a way to a hospital to see a sick relative? I mean, he was clearly Aww. ecstatic over the fact that I let him in. And that was just enough. The rest of my night was even more off the charts than usual because I just felt so good. So there's definitely something at work in our, in our brains and our bodies. We touch on that too. But uh, I, I love it. Every week should be random acts of kindness week. Yeah. 
Definitely. Well, I did that every single day in 2014. If anyone wants to read about that, send us a note and I'll tell you how to read about it. But yeah, it's totally possible to do something like that. But Kelly, you had just mentioned, you know, you spend a lot of time on the road and I think it'd be a great time to kind of segue into like, what's new? Like what's new with you? What's new with me? And I I know one of the things that's new with you, which is why you're on the road a lot. You want to kind of share what's shifted in your life in the, in the recent months? Yes. So very exciting. Uh, My husband and I moved from um, uh, across states. We went all the way from Pennsylvania to Delaware. And that was very exciting um, because we chose to see it that way. We had a lot of people tell us it's like death and you'll grieve. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. Um, So, but it wasn't. Kelly's house, so it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. And and it's a a really exciting area. There's a a lot going on here. So there's great energy here. Love that. I also launched and well relaunched my website for the positive business, which was like giving birth and lovely and wonderful. Had great help with that. Um, You know, it's very hard sometimes to talk about yourself and what you do. So I had some great help in writing that and redesigning the website and very happy to launch that. So um, completely focused now on providing the conversation boot camps and strategic conversation workshops. So any company that wants to enhance collaboration, wants to surface new ideas to make innovation easier, wants to boost employee engagement. There's a new way to do that, and I can teach that to the teams or through the conversation boot camp, or I can work with a specific team that needs to get something done right away by facilitating a strategic conversation workshop for them, and, and we'll work on that, whether that's sales and marketing have to reach a new market, or we're looking for ways to attract and retain talent and differently, or we're looking to innovate. So uh, lots of opportunities there, and I was super excited to get that done and um, looking forward to sharing more of that with people. What about you, so ma'am? In, well, in typical Kelly and Laura fashion, another of the weird things we have in common, which, you know, stay tuned, more on that in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so I'm completely, I'm in the midst right now, and, you know, we'll see what level of completion it's at when this episode goes live, but I am gutting com as well um, and really just getting more clear on the services that I offer in particular. So there's going to be information about, you know, fun things like 360 reviews, which I, I say fun because I legit think that they are fun. Like I am such a fan of knowledge and awareness, right? Like you can't do anything until you've got awareness. So why not use a tool that gives you some awareness around the things that could Mm -hmm. make your leadership, you know, kinder or make it more valuable to your employees or make it, you know, something that helps the company grow. So more info on that coming, but I'm really excited. I had some initial meetings about what I want to change and what I want to include. So newlarhecock.com coming soon. Not, Not like new, but a little shinier, you know, kind of like Every time we sit down together, we just enhance the podcast and and what we do and the behind the scenes stuff, you know, same thing. So like some dramatic tweaks. So it's a little more than an oil oil change, but it's not a complete and total, um, you know, buying a new car situation. But speaking of new fun things and tweaking the podcast to make it awesome, stay tuned in April. So our theme for April is humor. It's going to be super fun. And the first April episode is on the 6th, and you're going to hear a new intro to the podcast and a new outro and a couple other uh, fun new features that are just going to be parts of the podcast going forward. So listen for that. That's been really, really exciting. 
And what else is new with me personally? Not a lot is new personally, I got to tell you, and I'm okay with that. Um, sometimes it's nice to have some period, like I didn't move, I didn't, <laughs> well, nothing uh, on the inside of my life. Will you have a new office. Different. That's true. You know, you're exactly right. I do. I, I constructed uh, my house. I, you know, reclaimed a portion of our unfinished basement and I have a private space where, you know, ideally I was going to keep the cats out, but as you heard earlier, I am a saucy <laughs> And sometimes I let them come in. So Itsy is hanging out with us doing the podcast. But yes, I have a space where I can just, you know, be in my zone and not have to worry about, you know, I, I obviously can close the door when I need to and keep right. keep my little fur babies out. But yeah, the new office makes me super, super happy just to have a space that is, you know, not part of the public space in the house um, is lovely. So that is making me very happy. And I love to decorate. I think in another life I might be, an interior designer, maybe that'll be a retirement career. So I had so much fun picking out a rug and a chair and paint color and all that kind of good stuff. So you are that's correct. Good. That is new with me. That's Yay. good. And, and that's, that's a wonderful part of self-care, you know, taking that, yeah. that space and, and creating that space for yourself. I love that. Yeah. And it you eliminated you... so much stress. It eliminated so much scheduling yeah. stress with my husband, which was like, you know, when are you home? When are you home? And, you know, we have a small mm-hmm. house. Our house is a Cape Cod style for those that know anything about that. And we have lived here for a long time, but the previous owners made it completely open, which you think is going to be really great when you're looking at buying a house. But I, <laughs> I find myself <laughs> craving walls and doors. Um, so I built some, quite honestly, or I hired some lovely <laughs> people to build them. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of funny how life evolves and, and what you, you know, how things change. I remember looking at the house and thinking, oh my gosh, it's so open. This is so great. And now I'm like, I can hear you breathe from every corner of this house. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and you made me laugh earlier too when we were saying like, we do have a lot of parallel tracks and that's one of the things, yeah. another thing that I get asked. We are too, things um, Kelly and Laura know have us. in common. <laughs> exactly. You know, because they're like, wow, you know, you two seem to get along really well. I'm like, we really do. And yet we have our own strengths that I think are really complementary and some fun things that people might not know about us too is we're both pescatarians. We're both only Which children. Which means, so oh, pescatarian uh, yes. this, because I get a lot of like squirrely looks when I say pescatarian. <laughs> so that means that Kelly and I don't eat um, meat or birds. <laughs> we right. only eat fish. So right. know, we, we do eat fish. We don't eat beef, chicken, turkey, pork, all those turkey. other things. Exactly. <laughs> Right. And so that was an exciting thing when we found out just, uh, you know, when we were going to lunch our first time, we're like, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is great. So that was fun. Then we found out we're both only children, which is mm-hmm. a, an awesome thing. Little shout out to only children everywhere. Yeah. Uh, only children Laura. can turn out fine. FYI, people tend to freak <laughs> out about only children. Like, <laughs> I think we have demonstrated in, you know, 50 now episodes that only children can share really well. We can get along with yeah. others. We can play well in the sandbox. We're like, exactly. we're fine. <laughs> too funny. You're too funny. And you, your <laughs> husband and I share a birthday. Yep. And yep. My husband and you share a birthday month, and I think you're only like eight true. days apart. And so yep. just some fun things that, again, people may not know about us. But, you know, as we start to wrap up our behind-the-scenes episode, <laughs> these are some of the questions that I get, um, you know, when I'm out and about and people are talking about the podcast. Which, yeah, definitely. And way, I just think it was one of those really funny things that we just kept discovering. It was just we had so many, like, oh, my God, you too moments. And, yeah, right. it's great. I, I forgot the love of dark chocolate. 
food in yeah. general, but all um, things are, yeah, we're both food motivated. As I said to Kelly, the last time we recorded together, I said, she, Kelly was asking me what I wanted for lunch. And I said, you know, like, that sounds great. And I'm food motivated. So <laughs> thank you Absolutely. for recognizing that. <laughs> well, and I think it's so important given the way we work and we're 90 minutes apart from one another. I, I really cherish that we take the time to eat together when we're together. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think that that's just, it brings another uh, layer of our relationship that we, mm-hmm. again, makes us, we're taking care of ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yep. and exactly. that helps make our, our work together even better. Which brings me to um, a little something here that I wanted to share with people that we are so looking forward. We'll be wrapping up season two soon. Laura's alluding to some new things that will be happening in season three. And what we'd love to do is ask for your help with some of this because, you know, making the world a better place through business means we've got to build the critical mass to do that. So we ask this sometimes informally. We probably don't do enough of it. But if you're tuning in and you're getting inspired, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're doing that and you you feel inclined, please rate us on any of the platforms that you use to find those podcasts or leave a review. You can follow us on our LinkedIn page, which is the Doing Good Business podcast. You'll see a picture of me and Laura. Uh, pop up for that. We've got our website that you can visit. You can visit us on Instagram, ask a question, share our posts, tell us about the ways you're doing good business, tell a friend about the way you're doing good business, because it is possible, it is profitable, and we hope that we show you in every episode, it is packed with opportunities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I will just, you know, emphasize as Kelly and I learn more and more about this whole podcasting industry, which is not at all, you know, we started this because we had such a strong connection. We had such shared beliefs and we have just different enough business models and perspectives and backgrounds that Mm -hmm. we realized that we would complement each other really well. And as we, you know, 50 episodes in a year and a half in are learning about the quote unquote industry that is podcasting, those ratings and reviews are the thing that helps us build that critical mass to show that you can make the world a better place through business. So they are super Mm -hmm. important. So if you can take 30 seconds, if you enjoy the podcast every month and you love what we're doing and you believe that you can actually use business as a way to make the world a better place, please, please, please take that, you know, 30 to 60 seconds and just write a really quick review hit the five stars button on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, because that is how we start to get more people engaged. You know, the algorithms and all that silliness that rules so many of the lives of online worlds, you know, it, it really does help us do what we're doing and get it further out into the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for all doing the ratings and the reviewing and the following and the sharing and all the amazing things that you all do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. That's why we're here. Well, this was super fun. This was a super fun little behind yes. the scenes, Kelly. Um, we are going to be back on April 6th with our 51st episode and our April theme because it's April Fool's Day starting the first, is humor. So we're going to talk about humor in the workplace, not something people think about in a positive light. We're going to have an amazing guest to talk about, again, humor in the workplace. And we've got awesome content lined up for May and June. And then we're going to take our summer break and be back with an even bigger and better season three. So stay tuned for some new intro and outro in April. We're starting with humor. And uh, have an amazing day, everyone. Thanks for being with us behind the scenes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business, designed to bring out the best in you and your company. 
We welcome your reviews and ratings and would love to hear from you. Send your comments, suggestions, and questions through our online form at doinggoodbusiness.com. Stay in touch with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. The Doing Good Business Podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting for all of your coaching and talent acquisition needs and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you incorporate the social business paradigm into your company. Learn more about us and our respective services at the Doing Good Business website. Thanks again for listening and remember to expect good things from everything you do.